Howdy ho, humans and humanettes. How are we doing? It is a lovely, lovely day here in Fantasyland. We are very excited. I am your host for Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, Alex Fruitbox Williams. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of good stuff. At Fruity is Alex. I am, of course, the owner and head writer of WCW. And without further ado, I shall introduce the owner and head writer for the WWF, Chris Thunderhog. How are we doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing really well today. Follow me on Twitter if you want, at I am Chris Thunder. Really excited to get into today's show. Yeah, yeah, I think um, just, uh, I think we should just do a quick refresher of what happened on our last show, not go too in-depth with it, but I'll kick us off. The last pay-per-view WCW held was Super Brawl, the quest for the gold. We um, did an eight-man tournament to crown the first WCW world champion. We had a four-way tag title match, which was ultimately won by Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. We had Eddie Guerrero get called a vanilla midget by Kevin Nash backstage and get powerbombed through a table. <laughs> um, and we had Ric Flair beat Stone Cold Steve Austin with lots of help from the Horsemen to become the WCW champion and... Then Hulk Hogan's made a surprise appearance and had a stare down with Flair. And then Austin and Hogan sort of had a mutual sh sharing of respect whilst the horsemen retreated with the world title and the tag titles. What happened over in the WWF for the good listeners that need a bit of a refresher? Yeah, so last show was the Royal Rumble. We had the opening round of the Gold Rush Tournament to crown the first WWF World Tag Team Champions. So advancing was D-Generation X, X-Pac and China, Immortal, Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle, D-Generation X, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, and the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk. There was a three-way match for the final entrant for the Women's Deadly Games, where Jacqueline advanced, and then the... 30-man Royal Rumble match to crown the first WWF World Heavyweight Champion, where it came down to Terry Funk and Booker T, and Booker T end up winning. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, it was really fun, this uh, the last episode, and I've been super excited. Originally, we were going to do this once a month, but I sort of pushed you to get this happening uh, twice a month because I'm just that into this. Um, yeah, this has just been something that's really, really piqued my interest and really got my creative juices flowing. And I, I just have a genuinely good time writing these shows, to be honest. It's a lot of fun and, geez, booking a rumble was a lot of work trying to figure out 30 people and who comes in where and who eliminates who and who teams with who temporary alliances and yeah so that that was a bit hard to do <laughs> yeah um spoiler alert 
I don't think the WCW are going to be doing any Rumble type matches or World War threes or anything like that in our calendar year. Listen, bro. <laughs> uh, I quite frankly cannot be bothered trying to do one of those. Um, but yeah, yeah, I understand your frustrations because I thought about it and I was like, oh, too many moving parts. You just, what you do is you put Hogan in one ring, Nash in another ring, and I don't know, who's another tall guy you got? Uh, Sting <laughs> in a third ring. Then you put in a bunch of shorter wrestlers in the other rings where they have to make live transitions into each ring after so many men have been been eliminated yeah no yeah yeah maybe not <laughs> quick reminder for the humans uh we had our first twists of the fantasy season or year or whatever you've got an injury of two particular people that you haven't debuted on television yet <laughs> And I've got an injury for two particular people that I haven't debuted on television yet. Yeah, yeah. So some people might say we were lucky and others might say we were hard done by. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so quick refresher is the, the Bella Twins are missing out on this pay-per-view and uh, TV shows beforehand if you have done any of that sort of stuff as well. And the Wild Samoans and not going to be featured on my shows for this particular episode either. But we both brought in free agents. You got the luck of the draw and got the living legend uh, Bruno San Martino, and I got, well, I got Rikishi. Don't worry, if anyone listened to the last show, I told you what you can do with him. Yes, yes, and trust me, I have Rikishi booked for about three to four months. And I figured it out like a champ. Trust me, Rikishi is going to be used very well in the near future. But will it be today? Who knows? Yes, so I suppose from there we might move on to, to what's in store today. Today, we're, we're going to be doing a pretty similar thing. Um, as I said before, I'm very angle-heavy, so yeah... TV shows provides a lot of context for my matches, so I chose to sort of use that a little bit, but it's not going to be a segment for, per segment rundown, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, at the end of us both reading our cards today, we have a new uh, Chinese takeaway container of destiny, shall we say. It is a... Uh, I've chucked... I've shown you a sheet. I wrote numerous disadvantages, numerous advantages, chucked them all into a container. You've got just as much of a chance of pulling out a random free agent draw as you do of pulling out an injury. Uh, you also got a very tiny chance to handpick, steal someone from the other person's roster. There's also block action cards, all that sort of good stuff. Um, yeah, depending on what gets pulled out at the end of the episode today, I will go into detail and explain it um, with steals and all that sort of stuff and trades and handpick steals and that. 
uh, champions are exempt from that, which might not be an issue at the minute because we both don't have many champions crowned. In fact, I've only got two, you've got one. Yes, yes, indeed. So <laughs> preventing no one gets injured or quits in my uh, tournament for tag team gold, shall we say, we might might be looking good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly just go over. Uh, there's about a dozen cards in there that say one month injury, pretty explanatory. There's heaps of two month injuries, less three month injuries a couple of six-month injuries, one nine-month injury. And on the other side, you got a whole heap of random free agent cards, a small handful of hand-pick a free agent card, or an even smaller portion of hand-pick a non-wrestling free agent if you need a non-wrestler on your roster as well. Of course, you've also got the option of just hanging on to the card if you, you want to save it for another day. You've got wellness violations. Champions that uh, get wellness violations are allowed one TV show appearance to be written off. So that sort of gives you a bit of a heads up. And same with champions on injuries. You get one TV show to sort of write them off, uh, tie up any loose ends if you need to. You got a small amount of cards here that say no show random wrestler. So that just means you draw out a random wrestler from your roster and whoever you pull out will not be showing up at your pay-per-view or televisions for that month. There's another card, which is a very tiny chance of getting, but especially for someone like me, this would completely stuff me up. It is a no television for a month. So let's just say it's the old raw days and you've been preempted by the Westminster Dog Show. Yeah, you're not going to have TV for a month, so you have to write pretty much from pay-per-view to pay-per-view and not have any angles in between. Yep. There's another very tiny chance of pulling out a wrestler quits card, which you don't want that. And you're going to have to randomly pull out someone from your roster. Um, champions exempt with these ones as well. Uh, jump ship card, same sort of deal, except they don't just quit. They go over to the other person's roster. Champions exempt again. Instead of quitting and becoming a free agent, they quit and become a WCW wrestler or quit and become a WWF wrestler. Yes, exactly. Which might even be like a perfect storyline for the other person to use immediately as well. So that's why it's a very small chance of that. Um, There's also on the other side of the bracket, a random trade card. So it's pretty straightforward. Uh, We randomly select one card out of your roster, one card out of my roster, and they swap brands. Ooh. Uh, champions exempt again from these trades and these and steals as well. So a random steal, you just I get to go into your roster, shake the tub around a bit, and randomly pull out someone, and they're mine. And there's a tiny chance of a hand pick steal, which is 
I can just look over at your roster and say, I want this person and they're mine champions exempt again. Um, yeah, so pretty much it adds a little bit more of a strategic move as to why you would put a belt on someone as well by doing the champions exempt thing. So if you've got a real big star and you don't want to risk losing them, you might, you might uh, put the title on them. Who knows? Um, it sort of adds a little extra twist in the game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be be interesting to to see there. For the steals, I don't get anything back, do I? No, no. So that's just I just pluck something out of your roster and they're mine now, and you're a person short. Oh, I do not want that. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, there's lots of stuff you don't want. There's lots of stuff you do want. It's unpredictable nature of this. Um, hopefully, this all works out for me and. I don't regret writing all these cards out that one night I stayed up till midnight doing it. (laughs) So without further ado, I think it's time to kick off today's show. Uh, Last time you went first, so this time I have the dubious honour of going first. And then it'll be followed by you and then the drawing. So I think... Yeah, let's just get into it. Sounds great. Let's see what WCW has to offer this month. Yes, it is Nitro Week 1. Live from the Disney MGM Studios in a beautiful Orlando, Florida. Uh, we are there for all four weeks of this Nitro because I'm being lazy and just decided to book it as a studio show. Nothing wrong with that. Studio wrestling still has its charm. Yeah, and if you ever if you've ever seen the um, WCW setup at Disney MGM in the mid nineties, they had like the ring on like <laughs> how it rotates, spinny. Yeah, on, like, I love that. It's on like a big lacy suit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's cool. It doesn't spin during the matches, which I thought would have made a cool stipulation. <laughs> have a battle royal and you spin the thing real fast, and people have to try to stay in the ring. <laughs> but um yep we've already sidetracked and i haven't even said one segment yet <laughs> notable moments from week one limo pulls up to kick off nitro the horsemen come out big long entrance from the car park from the parking lot all the way out through gorilla through the curtain all four horsemen come out with jj dylan to kick off nitro with an old Ric Flair segment called the Flair for the Gold, where they celebrate, share glasses of champagne, all that sort of good stuff. They get interrupted by Hulk Hogan, who challenges Ric Flair for the title at the Great American Bash. <coughs> Ric Flair says he accepts only if Hogan can find a partner and beat a team of Flair's choosing next week on Nitro. We've got a US title opening round match. Barry Windham defeating Eddie Guerrero in the opening round. Uh, Kevin Nash interferes to cost Eddie Guerrero the, t- the tournament. Oh, so Nash becomes involved with Eddie again. Yes, yes, we're continuing that feud a bit. Uh, Sherry Martell beats Trish Stratus via Beth Phoenix run-in, so we're keeping that ball rolling for the time being. 
All throughout these four episodes of Nitro, Leda keeps receiving gifts from her mystery boyfriend. All four weeks, we get more boiler room vignettes with the man with the leather mask that's quite obvious, but I'm not going to state it yet. (laughs) Um, uh, Week two, uh, the Rock and Roll Express beat the Freebirds, Hayes and Garvin, then announced they spoke to the championship committee, went over J.J. Dillon's head to get a tag title shot at the Great American Bash because they were never beaten and deserve another chance. Uh, Tully and Arn come out, attack the R&R, leaving both men bloody. Uh, Macho Man, still bandaged and limping from a horseman attack at the pay-per-view, defeats Razor Ramon in the opening round of the US title tournament. Razor is quite frustrated after the match, uh, walks past Kevin Nash backstage. Kevin Nash shakes his head in disgust at Razor. Nash is then attacked by Eddie Guerrero, but pulled apart by security. Sherry Martel beats Gail Kim via Beth Phoenix run-in again. Sherry's being booked like a monster here. Flair announces that he has chosen his team to face Hogan. He never said it would be a regular two-on-two match. It will be all four horsemen against Hogan and a partner of his choosing. And if Hogan wins, he gets a title shot at the Great American Bash. Hogan comes out and his partner is... It's Stone Cold! It's Stone Cold! Uh, J.J. Dillon then announces it will be a no-DQ match. After spending most of the match getting beaten down, Austin and Hogan are looking defeated, but Rock and Roll Express come out, both men with bandaged heads. They have chairs and beat up Tully and Arn and chase them to the back. Austin brawls with Barry Windham on the outside, and Hogan gets the leg drop, clean pin on Flair to win and get his title shot at the Great American Bash. Contract signing, Flair, Hogan, all that sort of good stuff. Pull apart brawl. Kevin Nash comes out for a US title opening round match against Stone Cold, but Stone Cold's found bloody and laid out backstage while Barry Windham is standing nearby and laughing. Announced that Kevin Nash's opening round match will be moved to the next week. He also announces that Austin has multiple head injuries and broken ribs and uh, he will not be medically cleared to compete in the tournament. Beth Phoenix beats Tristratus. That whole thing's continuing on. After the match, Sherry Martel comes out to attack Trish, but Gal Kim runs her off for the save. Gal Kim goes to shake Trish's hand, but Trish walks away, sort of a reverse of what I did at the last pay-per-view. Beth Phoenix and Sherry Martel will have a rematch at the Great American Bash against Gal Kim and Trish Stratus, but this time it will be inside a salad steel cage. Ooh. That's interesting. So we're going to have a women's tag team cage match. So something a little a little bit different, a little spicy. Week four, go home show for Nitro. Uh, the Hogan Flair War of Words continue. Um, Tully and Arn beat local talent. Then they verbally run down the Rock and Roll Express, building that feud up even more. Uh, like I said, the leader keeps receiving gifts from her boyfriend. Um U.S. title opening round match, Rick Rude waits for his opponent and later comes out and announces that her boyfriend's finally here and you think you know me. Edge comes out, makes his debut for WCW, beats Rick Rude after a decent back-and-forth exchange and continues on in the U.S. title tournament. Ah, Final U.S. title opening round match, Kevin Nash... Comes out 
as you may recall, Stone Cold got taken out last week, so he has a new mystery opponent. And it is a debuting Mankind, who wins thanks to a distraction from Eddie Guerrero leading to a mandible claw. It's later announced that Eddie Guerrero will take on Kevin Nash at the Great American Bash. Nash at the Bash. Also throughout the four weeks, the Von Erichs and Hazen Garvin continue their feud, setting up a tag match at the pay-per-view. Also over the four weeks, Sting defeated Bubba Ray, then the next week defeats Steve-On, then eventually lost to both of them in a handicap match. After each match, Sting would end up getting put through a table. The final week, Sting challenges the Dudleys to a tag team table match for the pay-per-view. Sting will bring a mystery partner. Mr. Perfect has had the Mr. Perfect open challenge for the past four weeks where he has defeated uh, quote-unquote local talent. He promises to have another open challenge at the pay-per-view. So we've got our whole card set up for the pay-per-view. US title tournament, Barry Windham versus Macho Man, and Edge versus Mankind. Then you got the US title tournament final, which will be the main event. You got Sting and a mystery partner versus the Dudleys in a table match. Michael Hayes, uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin versus Kerry and Kevin Von Erich. Mr. Perfect's Perfect Challenge Invitational. Gal Kim and Trish versus Beth Phoenix and Sherry in a cage. Eddie Guerrero versus Kevin Nash. Rock and Roll Express versus Tully and Arn tag title match. And Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan for the world title. That's a really good um, card. I like your introductions there of um, Mankind and Edge there. I, I'm sort of um and ah'd about debuting them on the same show, but and they're sort of debuted into the same tournament, but I think it's going to work out pretty well. So now it is time for WCW's Great American Bash. Quote-unquote... The fight for national supremacy. I'm giving taglines for every pay-per-view like WWE does these days, so... The horror show? You won't see it coming? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's my whole new thing. I've got a few pay-per-views and taglines already written out. What's the first one? The quest for the gold? Yes, this one's the fight for national supremacy, which is... um, in reference to the U.S. title. Oh, I love it. Uh, we are live from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, the site of the Great American Bash 1989. Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon are on commentary. They run down the card and throw to the opening match. There's a semi-final in the U.S. title tournament. We're kicking it off big, folks. It is Barry Windham versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Lengthy back-and-forth match. Ref eventually takes a ref bump. Yep, same old four horsemen uh, nonsense carrying on here. J.J. Dillon jumps Macho Man with the ref down. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, out of nowhere, jumps the barricade, hits a stunner on J.J., stunner on Wyndham. Macho climbs up to the top, hits elbow drop, and pins Wyndham to advance to the main event of the U.S. title tournament. Ooh, that's... That's unexpected. Uh, did I swerve you, bro? Did you think I was going to put all the titles on the horsemen straight away? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I was... Originally, this wasn't the plan for Wyndham to lose, but... We'll see. It, it, um, 
looked a bit too obvious. Our US title semi-final number two, Edge with Lita versus Mankind. Lita tries to get involved early into the match, but after the shenanigans in the previous match, she is thrown out of the ringside area. Edge and Mankind brawl all over the arena, into the crowd, around ringside, back into the ring. Mankind eventually gets the mandible claw locked on for the submission win and will face Macho Man in the main event for the US title. A match that has never happened in the history of wrestling from from my knowledge. Mick Foley, Mankind versus Macho Man will be the main event. Ooh, that's that's real interesting having the debuting Foley and, yeah, Macho. That's that's not what I expected on paper when you announced those those four names. Yeah, it's always good to keep you guessing. Next, Mr. Perfect with Bobby Heenan comes out for the perfect open challenge. Challenges anyone to come out and try to beat him, and out comes Rikishi. Rikishi is the surprise opponent. And within a couple of minutes, he beats Mr. Perfect very, very dominant fashion. And Perfect and Heenan are furious and storm off whilst Rikishi dances in the ring. So we have introduced Rikishi here on pay-per-view. Backstage, Mean Gene interviews Ric Flair, hyping up the world title match. Just a classic Ric Flair promo. We get a mean... By God, Gene, in there. Um, all that sort of good stuff. Kerry and Kevin Von Erich defeat Michael Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin by disqualification after the day booing Terry Gordy and Buddy Jack Roberts interfere and all four Freebirds beat down the Von Erich boys. Oh, that's right. You didn't have the other Freebirds debut last month. No, I held off from them. That's a really good, really good angle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, the Freebirds and the Von Erics, uh, proven moneymaker. Let's see how it does in WCW. Uh, Mean Gene backstage interview again. This time is with Hulk Hogan for his title match. Typical Hulk Hogan promo. We get a, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. We get one of those ones and all that sort of good stuff from Hogan. Uh, moving on, WCW tag team title match, the Rock and Roll Express versus Arn and Tully. Long match with Ricky Morton selling for a majority of the match. Finish comes when Tully pulls a roll of quarters out of his trunks, hits Robert Gibson with it, and pins Gibson for the win. Arn and Tully retain the titles. Boo. Boo. <laughs> so I thought I'd bring back the old roll of quarters. <laughs> Just that old chestnut that I haven't seen in like thirty years in wrestling. At least not on um not on major companies. No, no, it was a it was a textbook uh, Tully Blanchard heel tactic in the eighties. So I thought, yeah, Tully can have that back. Backstage, Mean Gene is interviewing Barry Windham and JJ, and they are furious at Stone Cold for costing Barry the U.S. title and. They challenge Stone Cold to a handicap match at Slamboree next month since they just found out Stone Cold is now medically cleared. Stone Cold comes charging in and assaults JJ and then Barry Windham. Him and Barry brawl to the parking lot 
and Stone Cold hits the stunner on Barry Windham in the bed of his pickup truck. JJ then bans Stone Cold from the arena for the rest of the night as Barry Windham is put on a stretcher and taken to a local medical facility. <laughs> nice touch. Yeah, I, th- I thought I'd pop you on that one. All right, our next match is Eddie Guerrero versus Kevin Nash. Eddie selling a lot early on. Nash eventually gets the upper hand and sets up for the jackknife, but Eddie reverses into a small package for the flash win. Eddie Guerrero beats Kevin Nash. Nash is furious and keeps beating on Eddie, but Razor Ramon comes out and pushes Nash away from Eddie. Nash looks shocked and starts to walk away as Razor checks on Eddie and helps him up. But it's a swerve, bro! Razor's edge on Eddie. Nash grabs something from under the ring, gives it to Razor. It's an Outsiders t-shirt. Nash and Razor too sweet and walk away together, and it looks like Razor is no more and Scott Hall has arrived. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thought it was half predictable, but just because something's predictable doesn't mean that it's bad. Main Jane interviews Hall and Nash by the entranceway. They talk about how when they were apart, they couldn't get a win, but now they're back together and the outsiders are here to take over and they are here for life. Yeah, so you got your outsiders together now. Another tag team for your division. But it certainly appears that things aren't necessarily tied up with Eddie there either. Without a doubt, Eddie will not be happy about Scott Hall there. Steel Cage lowers for the Gal Kim, Trish Stratus versus Beth Phoenix, Sherry Martel tag match. Lengthy back and forth match. Eventually, Trish Stratus pins Sherry Martel whilst Gal Kim holds off Beth Phoenix in a submission hold. After the match, both women, Trish and Gail, shockingly get colour in this steel cage match, by the way. We ain't afraid of that here in WCW. After the match, Trish and Gail finally shake hands. And after the match, both Trish and Gail are attacked by Lita, who announces that after doing a quote-unquote favour for J.J. Dillon, she will be in a match at Slamboree against Trish Stratus and Gail Kim to crown the first ever WCW Women's Champion, and it will be a ladder match. Yeah, wow. Did not see that coming. So, yeah, Lita referred to to um, doing a cheeky favour for JJ. I wonder what that could be. Who knows? Backstage, they show Hulk Hogan in the trainer's room. Doctor's telling him he can't compete, but Hogan storms out and says he wants his title shot next. Mean Gene catches up to Hogan, asks what happened, and he says that no good, nasty, sleazy edge in his Goddamn skank jumped him from behind. Oh, I didn't say, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> no, he was so angry, man. Hogan comes out and is begging Flair to come out, but Tully and Arn surround the ring. Oh, no. But the Rock and Roll Express come out and chase off Arn and Tully. Flair comes out and this championship matches on. 
Hogan versus Flair, world title. Majority of the match, Hogan is selling his injured ribs. Flair has hit him, has him in the figure four at one point, but Hogan hulks up, punches, punches, big boot, leg drop. Flair rolls out of the ring. Hogan chases him out of the ring, but Flair has a steel chair, hits him in the ribs while JJ distracts the ref. Hogan starts coughing up blood. His ribs are battered. He can barely breathe. Flair rolls him back in the ring. Schoolboy pulls the tights, feet on the ropes, all the nasty stuff. One, two, three. Flair retains. Crowd is pissed. Hogan's struggling to breathe, but walks out without any help. Yeah, bit of shenanigans there. (laughs) Man Jean's backstage, and he just received word from Ted Turner himself. The next month at Slamboree, it will be Ric Flair teaming with Arn and Tully versus Hulk Hogan teaming with the Rock and Roll Express. And the winning team from that match will decide the stipulation for their title rematches for the following month, as Mr. Turner believes that both challenges were robbed and deserve another shot. Set up uh, a further two months' worth of feuds there. So hopefully I don't draw a card and ruin that. (laughs) So, uh, uh, yeah, I've told you, like, I've booked so far ahead, I could be, like, really screwed if I draw the wrong card here. That's why they're called draft editions. I learnt that the hard way. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and just hope for the best at the moment. But, yeah. Uh, Dudley boys come out next for the tables match. Again, Sting and a mystery partner. Sting comes out. It's surface Sting. He's colourful. He's got all his face pain, all that sort of good stuff. And he stands by the ring waiting for his partner. Out comes the ultimate warrior. Matching face pain and wrestling gear with Sting. Quick match. Dudley boys set up two tables in the ring, but Warrior and Sting hold a Dudley up each and gorilla press slams and put them through tables at the same time. Quick win for the reunited Blade Runners. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another tag team you've got now. Yeah, the tag division is growing and growing rapidly in WCW. Oh, well, I suppose I was doing a bit of that myself last month. You definitely were. Yeah, some might say I was being a bit reactionary to your tag team division. Uh, Mankind comes out for the main event... It's time. It's the US title tournament final. Mankind's already out. Macho Man comes out. It's a heavy hitting match. Macho Mankind brawl outside after the cactus clothesline to the outside area. They brawl into the crowd. Macho places Mankind on the barricade, climbs to the top rope and hits a big axe handle to Mankind. Rolls Mankind back into the ring, climbs up for the elbow drop. Mankind quickly gets up, pushes Macho from the top to the outside. Mankind gets on the apron, delivers his own signature elbow drop off the apron to the floor. He rolls him back into the ring, and it's a near fall. They go back and forth for a little while longer, but the finish comes when Macho climbs up for the double axe handle, but Mankind catches him with the mandible claw for the win. Mankind celebrates with the US title to end the show. Oh, wow. So we're finishing the show with the US title around the unpredictable hands of Mankind. Yeah, I, I 
didn't think you'd go that way, but you've done it again and you've booked a show that I would pay for. Yeah, and not only that, uh, I must state uh, asterisks, card subjects, subject to change. Next month at Slamboree, we have a few matches set already. Be a six-band tag match between Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard versus Hogan and the Rock and Roll Express, winning teams to pick the stipulation for their title rematches at the next month's pay-per-view. <laughs> WCW Uncensored. And we've also got Barry Windham and JJ Dillon versus Stone Cold in a handicap match. And podcast exclusive, the main event for Slamboree will be the ladies. Trish Stratus versus Gal Kim versus Lita for the vacant women's title in a ladder match. Oh, that's really good. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of thought went into that one. Um any other thoughts on that card? Unpredictable. I thought all four horsemen would have the gold body the end. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see Lita becoming involved as a wrestler that quick after you just had Edge debut and she was um, receiving gifts from him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, the first pay-per-view, Lita was upset about being left off the women's uh, tag match and... Then she starts receiving these gifts from a mysterious boyfriend. Some would say somewhat draw her to the dark side and she starts to become a little bit more devious and has worked out a deal with J.J. Dillon for a favour and evidently that favour was to take out Hogan before his title match with Flair and then Lita can be in the main event of the next pay-per-view. Yeah, that that's really good there. You've done well. Thank you. Thank you. But enough about the WCW. Let's find out what's happening up north. Let's go to WWF. What have you got, Hoggy? So i got a couple of quick notes from Rory's War. Let's go to Monday, January 27th, Lil Caesars Arena from Detroit, Michigan. Main event segment, Stevie Ray's in the ring and invites the crowd to be upstanding for their new WWF World Heavyweight Champion, Booker T. The crowd cheers as Booker T makes his way to the ring. And on commentary, Lord Alfred and Captain Lou discuss the Royal Rumble result. They mention that Booker T got five eliminations and had been in since number six, lasting over 50 minutes. As Booker T is about to talk and thank his brother, he's interrupted by the Funks, who walk down and enter the ring. Terry mentions that if it was a traditional match, he would have beaten Booker T, and goes on to say... He's not asking for a favour, but asking for what's right. A singles match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. The crowd begin to cheer. Booker and Stevie step back and discuss the proposal. Booker then grabs the mic and says, I'll agree to your match if, and only if, you and Dory can beat me and Stevie in a tag team match. Dory and Terry look unsure, but knowing this may be his only chance, they agree, and all four men shake hands as the Funks walk backstage. Booker and Stevie pose on the ring as Lord Alfred mentions, I'm sure WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett will have more to say about this upon his return on the 10th. Then Lou shouts, we're all out of time. Uh, awesome. So we fast forward to Monday, February 10th, Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. show begins with WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett addressing the crowd from his office backstage on the Titantron. He states, the WWF Executive Board and all parties involved had agreed to a match between Harlem Heat and the Funk this Sunday live on pay-per-view. 
If the Funks win, Terry Funk will receive a singles match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. However, if Harlem Heat wins, Booker T's WrestleMania challenger will be determined the next night on Raw. The crowd cheers this announcement. He then goes on to state, However, the WWF executive board has received a message from the mystery competitor in the Deadly Games. Unfortunately, she has suffered an injury while training and is recovering at home, meaning she will not be medically cleared in time to compete. The crowd boos this announcement. Now, as WWF Commissioner, I believe in second chances and have made official a singles match for tonight's main event. Wendy Richter versus Alundra Blaze, where the winner will enter into the Deadly Games as the third participant. And the crowd cheers the announcement. We go through to the main event, Wendy Richter versus Alundra Blaze in the second chance for entry into the Deadly Games singles match. Good back and forth. About halfway through the match, Wendy is dominating Alundra like she had during the triple threat match at the Rumble three weeks prior. In the closing stages, Wendy hits a powerbomb on Alundra and follows up with the Cowboy Lariat into a sit-out DDT for the 1-2-3. So it'll be China versus Jacqueline versus Wendy Richter at St. Valentine's Day Massacre this Sunday. Post-match, Wendy grabs a microphone and says to Lord Alfred in the ring, I was overlooked once. And I won't waste my second chance six days live on pay-per-view. So from there, we go into the pay-per-view itself. Awesome. Sunday, the 16th of February, Wells Fargo Center in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, I'm really pissed off because I have a future pay-per-view set for Philadelphia, but that's okay. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be back in the day they'd run the same cities a few months apart yeah exactly yeah um not my next pay-per-view but the one after was originally set with philadelphia i still think i will do it fair enough so on commentary lord alfred hayes and captain lou we start on sunday night heat with the briscoe brothers that's jack and gerald versus the Hart foundation of bret hart and jim neidhart 15 minutes back and forth tag team match which ends up with bret and jim hitting the heart attack for the pinfall victory in the closing segments of Heat, commentary states the semi-finals of the Gold Rush tournament for the WWF World Tag Team Championship take place tonight. Harlem Heat versus the Funks for a WrestleMania opportunity and the Deadly Games to crown the WWF Women's Champion. So we go into the pay-per-view. It starts off with the Deadly Games. Lord Alfred is running down the rules. There'll be three single matches. Two women compete at once. The objective is to get two victories over your opponents and claim the championship. If we are tied at the end of three matches, we shall go into sudden death overtime. Very good. So you might be familiar with this concept, as I've mentioned it on the show once before, as the uh, Pro Wrestling Darwin Super Triad series. So it's very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I recognized it from somewhere. Um I actually like the creativity involved with this series. So the first match in the Deadly Games tournament to crown the WWF Women's Champion, it is China versus Jacqueline. Good 10-minute back and forth. China gets the pedigree for the 1-2-3, and after the first match, she leads having one victory and the other women having none. Second match on the pay-per-view portion is a light heavyweight showcase match. Jushin Thunder Liger versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. 
This match stemming from Liger's elimination in the Royal Rumble, where Ricky said, I'm sorry, but tonight's my night. Good 10-minute light heavyweight match ends when Ricky Dreamboat applies the Dragon Sleeper on Liger. No, that's awesome. I like that. I like that a lot. So we then go into the Gold Rush tournament for the WWF World Tag Team Championship. First match is D-Generation X, Jesse James and Billy Gunn versus the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk with Precious Paul Allering in their corner. Good little 10-minute tag match. Uh, towards the end, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Hawk and Paul have all fallen on the outside and the referee goes to check them in as they were setting up a Tower of Doom spot that fell over to the outside. The ref goes to check, but has his back turned to the ring. Triple H and Shawn Michaels run in, deliver a super kick and a pedigree to Animal, and run to the backstage. Road Dog crawls back in the ring, calls for a referee, as he has Animal covered for the 1-2-3. And Road Dog, Jesse James, and badass Billy Gunn advance to the final. As they're celebrating in the ring, commentary states, we have just received word from WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett that this result stands. However, all members of D-Generation X have been banned from ringside for the remainder of tonight. Should they be involved in any other match, they shall forfeit that match for their teammates. So match number five, it is D-Generation X, China and X-Pac versus Immortal Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle in the second semi-final of the Gold Rush Tournament for the WWF World Tag Team Championship. Good 10-minute match. X-Pox on the outside as China has been isolated in Immortal's corner for a while. Kurt goes for the ankle lock, but China slips out, knocking Kurt into Immortal's corner, and Jeff makes a tag in. Kurt runs across the ring, knocking X-Pox to the outside, and Jeff applies the figure four on China, left with nowhere to go in the centre of the ring, and another match tonight, China taps out. So Immortal, Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle advance to the final to face Degeneration X, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. I, I'm actually quite shocked about that. I, I thought we might have had a bit of um, friendly fire in DX. No, not quite yet. So from there, we go on to the second match in the Deadly Games tournament for the first WWF Women's Champion. It is Jacqueline versus Wendy Richter. The score is China has one win, while other women have none. Good little back and forth, 15-minute match. Closing stages, Jacqueline hits a DDT on Wendy, and the ref counts one, two, three. So now the score is China has one win. Jacqueline has one win, and Wendy Richter still has no win, with it being China and Wendy Richter in the main event later tonight. A video airs for the next pay-per-view event. WrestleMania, March 29th from the US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The event will feature the first defenses for both the WWF World Heavyweight Championship and the WWF Women's Championship, plus the final in the Gold Rush Tournament for the WWF World Tag Team Championship. We then go on to the co-main event of the night. It is Harlem Heat, Booker T and Stevie Ray versus the Funks. That is Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. Where if the Funks win, Terry will receive a singles match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And if Harlem Heat win, Booker T's WrestleMania challenger will be determined on Raw tomorrow night. Late in the match, Terry and Booker T begin to brawl on the outside Distracted inside, Stevie walks into a hard gut punch, 
by Dory, then a pile driver by Dory. Dory goes to cover Stevie Ray as Booker is climbing in and the ref counts one, two, three. And it's announced at WrestleMania, Booker T will face Terry Funk for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Doing good though, brother. Yeah, doing well. So before the main event, WWF Jim Barnett comes down to the ring and holds aloft the WWF Women's Championship to the crowd before placing it on a podium at ringside and sitting by the commentary desk. Wendy Richter enters, followed by China. And there's a video backstage before the bell is rung showing that Jacqueline is watching intently from a backstage locker room. China is not 100% as she's already been in two matches tonight and her legs seem to be troubling her. Wendy is far quicker and lands a cowboy lariat and a powerbomb for the 1-2-3, tying the score with every woman having one win each in the Deadly Games tournament. So commentary are confirming with WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett ringside. Then it's announced there will be a five-minute rest break. Then we are going into freeway sudden death overtime. Jacqueline, who was watching backstage, makes her way down to the ring as China and Wendy are resting in separate corners. So we go into overtime. It is now the main event, a triple threat match in the Deadly Games tournament for the WWF Women's Championship. It is still 1-4 to the victory. It is China versus Jacqueline versus Wendy Richter. Each woman begins trash talk and claiming their victory should symbolize that they are the true champion. A three-way test of strength sees China fall first and roll out of the ring. Jacqueline begins attempt the DDT on Wendy, but she seems to escape every time. Jacqueline has Wendy dazed, but China runs back in and tosses out Jacqueline, the outside turns around into a cowboy lariat and a powerbomb from Wendy. Jacqueline still on the outside as the ref counts one, two, three. And your new women's champion is Wendy Richter. As the show goes off the air, she celebrates in the ring as gold confetti falls and the pyro goes off on the stage. I am shocked and it was a tough night to be China. Yeah, yeah, so she had that that extra match halfway through the show where she had her legs worked over by Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle who applied the ankle lock and the figure four. So she wasn't really at 100% going into the last match and then she gets sort of picked on by both women in the final. Yeah, yeah. And um, she went into the night with the possibility of coming out in a month's time with double titles but walks out without anything. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like, last month she was in a position where at one stage she was challenging for three titles and by the end of this month she's challenging for none. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting development there. So, yeah, so it's announced next month we're going to to WrestleMania. We've got a a women's defence coming up. We've got a uh, heavyweight match with Booker T and Terry Funk plus the finals in the um, tag team. Gold Rush, Degeneration X, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn versus Immortal, Jeff Jarrett, and Kurt Angle. Yeah, I, I like it. No arguments from me here. No, it's very good. Um, I'm kind of pissy at you for pulling off the woman's main event one month before I'm about to do it. So now it looks like I'm a copycat. So big F you to you there. Yes, yes, he is in the main event of WrestleMania, Mr. F.U. Terry Funk. 
but yeah, I suppose that's just just part and parcel of um trying to to not know each other's plans. Like you've you did the world title in one nine, I did the the rumble, and I started a tag tournament, and you started. Oh, you did a whole night of a tag tournament, and you're doing a women's match next month, and I've already done me women's match this month. Yeah, we're we're almost at the point where we've almost got all of our title belts sort of situated. Um, full disclosure, wasn't going to use any more titles than what I've already announced. So after the women's titles sort of crowned, I don't think I'll be adding more titles. Oh, but you've still got so many great WCW titles to choose from. Yeah, the infamous bloody uh, WCW hardcore title that became the... What was it the Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational title? Yes. Think of the acronym for it yourself. S H I. Anyway, you got the Cruiserweight Championship. You got the TV Championship. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think I have too many cruiserweights. I don't know. I'm more than happy to let you have the Cruiserweight title as a WWE brand thing. <laughs> But I forgot to announce, I was meant to say at the start of the show, we are doing our little twist draws, but we're also getting a guaranteed free agent each. I completely forgot to say that. I had it written down. Yeah, so we're still doing a new free agent as well. Okay. All right. So it's draw time. Yeah, you're going first this time. So we're guaranteed a free agent each. There's a possibility we could both come out of this with two free agents. So that's handy. All right, so we'll do the little twisty-turdy gimmick today. Random free agent. You lucky bugger. You get two free agents this month. All right, so WWF's first free agent. Yeah. George the Animal Steel. You're getting all the oldies, man. Um, yeah, I got an idea how to book him. All right, well, he's gone into the WWF tub. I saw him land right on top of China's name, so that's an interesting pairing. Wouldn't be the oddest thing in the world. Wasn't he paired with Miss Elizabeth? Yeah, exactly. Come on, random trade. You got a random free agent. That was your thing. I know. I'm just hoping you don't get, like, lose someone for six months. Oh, no, you're getting another free agent first before it's my turn. Uh, you sure? All right. All right. I'll go first then. Come on, good luck. <sighs> I'm getting nervous because I booked so far in advance. Handpick free agent. You lucky bugger. I already think I know where you're going. On behalf of WCW, WCW would like to handpick choose. Are you going off the list or are you going through the uh, because I was going to say I've got someone in very particular mind for a very particular position. WCW drafts Yokozuna with I ripped off the Mr. Fuji part because I didn't feel like I should handpick two. I'll allow it because you announced it on our last show if you want to take it now. All right. All right. Mr. Fuji coming to WCW with Yokozuna. All right. So now we both get a random free agent each again. 
So, aren't you glad I said you should pick first? <laughs> I am. I am. I got I may not have used that hand pick the way I probably should have if I thought about it. But I might as well say it now. I thought you were going to pick out Brody because I used him in the rumble. Thought about it, but I have something very pr- particular in mind that I had and had a quotation mystery spot open for and might be the guy for it all right your next free agent to join uh george the animal steel women's wrestler come on you're not getting a woman okay you're getting someone i probably should have chose oh american dream baby if you will dust their roads put the cruiserweight title on him Hey man, you can creative, you can creatively book Dusty Rhodes to lose all that weight and become a cruiserweight. No one's gonna believe you, but old cruiserweight classic rules. It's it's legit weight cutting. Yeah, yeah. Poor old Buddy Murphy's puking out the back because he couldn't drop a couple of kilos. Anyway, WCW's next free agent. Come on, woman. I really want a woman too. Oh, where the big boys play. Oh, man. I'm actually kind of half pissed about this because I might have too much depth in this division now. But yes, WCW has chosen the APA, Farouk and Bradshaw. Uh, the first black WCW world champion or wrestling world champion, Ron Simmons, is returning to WCW. Yes, yes, indeed. Quick recap. You got Dusty Rhodes and George the Animal Steel, and I got Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji and the APA. Your tag team division is loaded. You've just had two more teams established on this past show as well. Yeah, I know. It's just making me regret doing that now. What, the short, short tag team tournament? Uh, yeah, not only that, it's making me regret um, putting two of these... Well, technically, I put four singles guys together into two tag teams, and oh, maybe I didn't need to do that now in hindsight. <laughs> you could always bring back... Um bring back your tv title <laughs> bring back the cruiserweight tag team championship i could bring back the wcw united states tag team championship when they had a mid-card tag title which was weird oh yeah you could do that yeah probably not gonna happen <laughs> i could bring back the <laughs> oh wait i might actually do that yet i won't say that I- i'm waiting for you to bring in the 24 7 title you've got access to that yeah don't worry i'm I'm sort of waiting for the right right person for that. Who knows? I might might get one in a in a future consideration trade or pick. Mm. Oh, well that was fun. I suppose we might just run down um our champions we've got and then sign off for the for the week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um who are your champions at the moment, buddy? So at the moment my WWF World Heavyweight Champion is Booker T and my WWF women's champion is Wendy Richter, then I have my tag team final next month, uh, D-Generation X, Road Dog and Billy Gunn versus Immortal, Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Very good. I'm not going to pressure too much, but there is one particular prestigious title I noticed that 
hasn't been announced that I'm eagerly awaiting to see where it shows up. Yeah, I've I've got a plan for that. Yeah, I'd imagine you would. Yeah, I've already got the... I think I've got through till September temporarily worked out. Yeah. Ooh, uh, my dogs have decided to weigh in on this topic. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so my champions at the moment are world champion Ric Flair, tag champs Arne Anderson and Tully Blanchard, and US champion Mankind, and my dogs are howling. <laughs> and, um, They're not happy with the four horsemen obviously being champion. No, no, no they wanted them to have all the gold. And uh, and we got next month, uh, the women's title will be decided in a triple threat ladder match in the main event between Trish Stratus, Gail Kim and Lita. Very good. So I suppose I'll sign off and we'll see you humans in a couple of weeks. Or next time. <laughs> Yeah, toodaloo, humans. I'll leave his to it. No worries. I'll chat to you later. Bye.